Reichman University. The Power of Mind, your guide to motivation, lifestyle, and mindfulness. With Yam Cohen. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Power of Mind podcast on Audioversity. I'm your host Yam Cohen here and today's episode is about the value of having healthy relationships with your friends, family, significant other or dating life and most importantly with yourself. Later we'll be speaking with our very special guest Lisa Ohayun, psychologist at the Leah and Yitzchak Schechter Center for Psychological Services here at Reichman University about her outlook on healthy relationships and how we can set boundaries to make our current relationships even better than they already are. So without further ado, let's dive right into it. So let's get into romantic relationships, which obviously is everyone's favorite. So the most important aspect of a relationship is being there for one another. And it's important to keep in mind that if you focus on lack in your life and you constantly think of everything you don't have, And this goes for everything in life, guys, not just for a relationship. You'll get more lack. And if you're constantly focusing on yourself, your partner won't focus on you because you're already putting all the emphasis and all the focus on yourself. So just think about it really quick. If you're all you're doing is focusing on yourself in a relationship, what is the point of a relationship? The whole point of a healthy, good relationship is that both sides are there for each other. Both sides love each other. Both sides focus on each other, not on yourself. If you're constantly focused on, oh my God, he's not doing this for me and he's not doing that for me, then all you're going to think about is selfish intentions and then it's going to come right back at you. All they're going to think about is selfish intentions. So sometimes it really just comes down to maybe you can fix something in the relationship. However, if you are there for your partner and you are creating a loving and caring and good place and a good relationship, that should be reciprocated back at you. Otherwise, you'll just have two people selfishly focusing on themselves and the relationship goes to shit (laughs) because that never really works. So guys, I really am a strong believer in the fact that most relationships fail because people end up focusing on themselves. And if you're focusing on yourself, all that's left for the other side of the relationship is to focus on themselves. So if you can try to correct that and try to put more love in from your side try to put more care in maybe that'll fix your relationship maybe that's the missing piece that has been stopping you guys from having this really good relationship and a healthy relationship so if you focus on telling your partner how much they mean to you and how much you care about them they'll care about you because it's all about balance in life you know if you're giving your energy towards them they'll give their energy towards you that's just how nature usually works a lot of the times people don't really realize that all their relationship problems have a solution as simple as that stop caring only about yourself and focus on your partner for a little bit and how you can build a healthy relationship and that will come right back to you guys this has a lot to do with the law of attraction but if you're constantly focusing on the lack and what you're not getting no one's going to want to give you because you're just constantly focusing on how you're not getting and you're not receiving and how you're not being treated good so if that's all you're saying that's also all you're attracting and like that doesn't help fix the problem I know it feels like that's the only solution but it's not it actually pushes you even further away from the solution and I know this is a really harsh start to the episode but I really really am a strong believer in this and 
I think a lot of the times people have to look at themselves and reflect and see how you can do better and you can be better because the only thing that you have control over in your life is yourself. You don't have control over other people. As much as you can try to control someone and as much as you might want to control someone, which you shouldn't want to do anyway, the only thing you really have control over in life is yourself. So if you want to change something, change something about yourself that you see is not good and is no longer serving you. And if you change something that bothered you in the past and you realize that that already in turn changed something else that affected that, that's such a prize, you know? So a lot of the times people resort to going and complaining right away when they see that something's wrong. But if you take a look at yourself and you see how you can do better and you can be better... Most things that you would have complained about, you realize that you can already fix yourself. And if you can make your way around complaining by fixing the issue yourself, do it. It's much more rewarding. For example, if you see your partner is being a little closed off at times, instead of immediately going to them and complaining and screaming at them and asking them why they're being so closed off, why don't you try to see if there's anything you might have done that has caused your partner to be more closed off at times? Maybe there's something you can fix that will in turn fix that issue. Do you see what I'm saying? So I'll give you an example here. So if you realize that maybe you're rude or you've been judgmental at times when your partner opens up to you, maybe try to fix that. Maybe try to be, maybe if if you see that your partner is trying to tell you something, try to be more accepting and more loving and more caring and if you fix that maybe you'll start to see that your partner is opening up again so you know what I mean if you can go around fixing the problem by seeing if there's anything you can do before directly approaching the problem do that if however you see that your partner's closed off for no apparent reason go and talk to him about it you know because communication is really important if you can't fix the issue otherwise I really think that's a big point to stress and a lot of the times guys when emotions get involved people forget how to handle situations in a healthy and rational manner it's easy for a friend to look at a situation from an external point of view and tell you how you should react But when emotions are involved, what's usually an easy situation and decision becomes really challenging because your emotions can literally distract you from every rational decision you've ever made. As much as you think you might be the strongest person, once your emotions get involved, you can suddenly make decisions that make no rational sense and you won't even realize it. So it's really important to also have a friend that you trust that can judge your situation from an external point of view and give you a rational as opposed to emotional decision when you're feeling emotional. Um... So also when it comes to dating, be really clear to yourself about what you want for your future so you don't accidentally settle for less. It's really important to know what you want even in the beginning of dating because if you're going into something that isn't going to serve you long term and if you know for a fact, like if you go into a relationship and you know for a fact this guy is not going to be my husband, I don't see him as my husband, he doesn't have the values that I want my husband to have, there's no point of continuing that relationship because you're just going to get more sucked in and then you're going to get more emotionally attached and once you get more emotionally attached, you 
think less rationally. So it's really important in the beginning to think as rationally as you can because you most likely will lose your rational thinking when emotions get involved. So that was the little spiel about relationships. So on to friendships. Healthy friendships are really, really, really important in life. And a lot of the times you learn this in middle school and in high school um, when things get really hard with friends and you just realize you keep switching around friends and you go to different friend groups because you're trying to figure out who your friends are. You have a lot of fake friends and you have people you get closer to and farther away from and that's totally normal. Um, And this all is a process of helping you realize how to detect healthy friendships and not healthy friendships who are friends to stay, who are friends to have fun with, um, who are lifelong friends. So if you tell your friend no, for example, if they ask you something, they ask you to do something and you say no because you can't or you don't want to that day or whatever the case may be, they should understand you. They shouldn't make you feel bad. You don't owe them all the time you have. I mean, you can have other priorities that make sense and a good friend will understand that. Good friends will be there for you emotionally. They will not get mad at you for stupid things. And a good friend will understand that you have priorities. So you know those friends that you have for years and you don't talk to them for a long time, but when you see each other or talk again, you pick up right where you left off and it's like the most amazing thing ever because it's like, oh my God, you're exactly still my friend and like we haven't talked in so long, but like we're at the same page and those are real friends you know those are those are the friends for life and there are so many different types of healthy friendships but the main thing to keep in mind is that your friends should be there for you and you should be there for them and they should also understand that you have your own life and that you don't owe them all your time you know a good friend is going to hype you up and is not going to bring you down with little comments of jealousy. We all know those friends that try to bring you down, those fake friends that you've had maybe in high school or middle school that that try to make little comments that bring you down. Those are not your real friends. A good friend will hype you up. A good friend will tell you you look good, will tell you what you want to hear, and will sometimes tell you what you don't want to hear for your benefit. You know, that's a good, a real friend. The fake friends are the ones who are jealous of you and the ones who make you feel bad and the ones who, you know tell you things to put you down that is not a real friend a good friend motivates you to be better and to do better and is there to bring you up when you're down a good friend gives you energy after you hang out they don't take away your energy so look around observe your friendships and how you feel in them maybe some friends are amazing maybe others you have to set boundaries with and maybe some are no longer serving you and are approaching a dead end So analyze your friendships and make the appropriate decisions in order to prioritize your mental health, guys. You don't have to be friends with every single person that you've ever been friends with. It's okay to drift away from people. It's okay to realize that you want to be with other people and people who are more like the new version of yourself. You know, people change in life and that's okay. That's a good thing. If you like the changes you're making in your life and you want to surround yourself with people that are at your new I don't want to say level, but your new place in life, then that's great. You don't have to be friends with the people you were friends with five years ago if you no longer relate to them, if you no longer like the same things, that's fine. And that's a really healthy way to realize and recognize when you're forming healthy friendships and when it's time to let go of certain friends. So on to family, which is extremely challenging because there is 
unconditional love with family and because there's unconditional love sometimes the lines for boundaries are blurred and boundaries are definitely necessary with family because if not you can get into a lot of fights and arguments and unnecessary drama when if you just have boundaries with your parents and your siblings that's a lot better for your mental health and your overall relationship with them so it's really important with family to see what's not good for your mental health and tell your parents or siblings when it comes up so it may be hard at first but they love you and they'll get used to it and their relationship with you will improve. So it's a win-win situation. And if your family, for example, is used to you always saying yes to them about everything, like if they ask you to help them with this or to help them with that and you usually will drop everything and do it for them, it's okay to say no. Your family loves you. They'll understand. Like if you stand your ground and you have something to do, you can say no to your family. They're not going to do anything. <laughs> like they they love you unconditionally. They'll get used to it. Maybe it's not how you've always acted but if this is how if this is what it takes to form a healthier relationship with them then set those boundaries do what you have to do and trust me it's going to be rewarding at the end because once you have healthy relationships with your family with your friends with your significant other your life will be so much more peaceful you'll feel like you're in a healthy space you'll feel like you're in a healthy environment and that you can say how you feel when you feel it and once you can say how you feel when you feel it you feel like you're in the right space for you and that you're surrounded by a group of people that love and care for you as much as you love and care for them. And this is a great support system and it's one that's constantly going to bring you up and you're going to constantly bring them up. And that's the goal in life, you know, to be around people who you love, to connect with people who you love and appreciate and who encourage your growth, not deter you. And so the last thing I want to go into is having a healthy relationship with yourself, which I think is so important and so crucial to understand like how to form this Um, and you really have to be there for yourself and realize when a situation is toxic for you and if it's draining your energy and you have to remove yourself from those situations you have to know what's best for you there's not one way you have to act you can allow yourself to change your opinion after giving something more thought and consideration you don't owe anyone an apology if you change your mind if you said something yesterday that you no longer agree with today because you realized something that's fine you don't owe anyone any explanation you don't have to stay consistent with what you said just because you said it no if you don't believe it anymore you don't believe it anymore that's fine like you could just go on with your life so you have to learn how to confidently step away from people who aren't making you happy and situations that are no longer serving you and by the way sometimes you don't have to step away from these situations you can just approach them and you know what if you realize that you and a friend are not really having the best connection lately not really having the best relationship you can reach out and tell them how you feel and if they get mad at you and scream at you and whatever then clearly this is not a good friendship but if they understand you and hear you out then you guys have a perfect opportunity to fix this and learn and grow and get even closer and build an even better friendship so it's really important to focus on your personal growth because you've changed a lot over the past 
years, which is amazing. We all have. We're all growing. We're all becoming more of the person we aspire to be. And if that doesn't work for the people in your life because you're changing, that's not your issue. If this change is healthy for you and you like the version of yourself that you're becoming, that's all that matters. And you might lose people along the way that don't align with your energy anymore. But you have to keep in mind that you're going to keep the people that are important for your life and the people who go away were only meant to be in your life for that amount of time and that's it like they were not meant to be in your life for the rest of your growth process and that's fine um i think it's also really important to in order to learn to trust yourself it's really important to keep promises that you make to yourself so that you'll learn that you can trust and rely on yourself so one thing i started doing is using the five second rule um as soon as i discovered it i was like what the heck is this and then (laughs) i tried it and i was upset with it because it actually works for people who sometimes struggle with just going for whatever it is that they wanted to do so if you want to do something sometimes it can literally be as simple as asking a question in class so some people get shy when asking a question in class so let's say a teacher says something and you want to make a, a comment or a question or a statement whatever it may be and you are about to raise your hand and then you end up talking yourself out of it in literally a few seconds you're like uh, maybe I shouldn't ask that question uh, maybe it's not relevant Uh, maybe that question is stupid. So instead of letting your brain tell you that what you just wanted to do is stupid or irrelevant or pointless, you literally just use the five second rule. So what the five second rule is, is you literally count backwards from five to one and you just do it from the second you have that thought. So let's say, let's go back to the example with wanting to ask a question in class. So let's say you had a question. So you think of the question and then instead of letting your brain think before you raise your hand, you just count down five, four, three, two, one, and you raise your hand and you just do it because this allows your brain to not go into your unconscious and dig in some reason that you just should not do whatever you were about to do for absolutely no good reason and you just do it. So the five second rule actually really came in handy for me um, and I'll tell a personal story with it. So I was at this restaurant um owned by my role model, which is David Grutman. He is an entrepreneur in Miami, Florida, and he owns nightclubs, uh, hotels, and restaurants. And I'm just obsessed with his business strategies, his tactics, um, his PR marketing, and everything he does. Like he, I just look up to him as a business professional. And so I was at one of his restaurants, and I saw him sitting there. And I was 18 years old at the time, And I just, I really wanted to go up to him and ask him for advice because I was just about to move to Israel. And I just really wanted to have advice from a person that I look up to that I aspire to be like one day on a business aspect because I am also into the nightlife industry and restaurants and hotels. So that's my uh, field of interest. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go up and talk to him. I'm not going to talk myself out of it. So the minute I had that thought of I'm going to go and talk to him, it was 
going to be so easy for me to talk myself out of it because that's a big deal. Like going up to someone's table and talking to them like he's basically a celebrity. He was sitting with celebrities, you know, it was like a big thing for me. So instead of talking myself out of it, as I usually do with these things, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to do it. So I did five, four, three, two, one. And I just got up and I went and I walked to his table and I just started talking to him. And I had the best conversation ever. He gave me such good advice on Israel and he motivated me so much with business and with professional success and with everything. And he was so sweet. And it was just it just shows how many decisions that you can make that can get you ahead in life or not. So if you if I decided in that moment to just sit down, that would have never happened and I would never have this story and I would never have gotten this motivation from him. But because I used the five second rule here and I was able to get myself up instead of letting my brain talk myself out of it, I won because I went and talked to him and that was really meaningful to me. So I just think it's really important to keep these promises to yourself and to believe in yourself and to just go for it with whatever you want to do you know it's really 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 important to just trust yourself and just go for it and just do whatever you want to do in life because why the hell not and you have to understand that a lot of these problems that you face come from your childhood traumas or from school or from home or things that affect you till this day that you might not even be aware of things that when you were so young that are just so ingrained in you and do you ever feel like there's this little four-year-old self inside of you making conscious decisions for you I mean making unconscious decisions for you and getting emotional instead of acting rationally like when you get offended over something you should not have gotten offended by for example This is because our subconscious mind is programmed and sometimes we have to look back at the subconscious in later stages of life and say, do I really believe this is true or should I let go of this limiting belief? We used to take in information and just accept it as true. When we were little, we were just like these little sponges and now we have the mental capacity to actually process all the previously learned and accepted information and decide if we still want to accept it as true or if it's no longer serving us this my friends is how we will begin to form a super healthy relationship with our inner self and truly build self-confidence and self-love the way to change your paradigm is really to recognize and undo years worth of unconscious thoughts that and that's not as hard as it seems so you have to shift your unconscious in order to shift your conscious and change your results so Think of your unconscious mind like a filter that processes information and tells you how to think about it. I'll give you an example. So let's say you have a thought. The thought is, I want to open a restaurant. And then your brain tells you, you can't do that. How are you going to do that? You're only 20 years old. Where are you going to get the money? You're not capable of this. It's way more complicated than it seems. And then, okay, and then your brain has a new thought. And then the new thought is, yeah, I can't really open a restaurant. It's way too much work. And then your brain just decides to drop the original thought that you just had, the positive thought of, I want to open my own restaurant. And the brain moves on and it stays in the comfort zone. And then the body gets used to this vicious cycle of, I can't do this. And habits form and then circumstances are assumed. And then confidence goes down and the person doesn't move forward. What if we can stop the brain from assuming that we can't do it? Then we'll be confident enough to just go for it 
and fail and fail again and be comfortable with failing and keep trying until we succeed. Isn't that so much better than just talking ourselves out of it before even trying? Guys, your childhood affects who you are today. Your brain is subconsciously in charge of things you didn't even realize were happening. We have to reprogram our brain by actively realizing the negative thoughts that come in and deciding to consciously no longer accept them as true and start living our best life by doing the things we want to do, even if it requires stepping way out of our comfort zone. Once you realize where the initial thought came from in our subconscious mind, you have to decide whether or not you still want to accept that as true because we're no longer the sponges like we were at a young age that just absorb information and accept it as true. So how do we get rid of our old pathways of thinking that no longer serve us and create new ones that will actually be beneficial for our growth and well-being? By simply thinking consciously at first when a negative self-destructive thought comes up and deciding that we're no longer going to accept these self-diminishing thoughts as true because they're not. So with that, I'm going to bring in today's guest speaker, which I'm super excited about. And I thought who better to bring in to speak with us today about healthy relationships than a psychologist. Hello. Hi, Lisa. It's Yam. How are you? Hi, Yam. Good. Fine. How are you? Good. So a warm welcome to Dr. Lisa Ohayoun, psychologist here at Reichman University. So, Lisa, thank you so much for being here with us today. Uh, based on your experience in psychology and patterns you've seen with your clients, what advice would you give for someone who wants to form healthy relationships right now with their family, friends, significant others, and themselves? And what are the main changes they have to make in order to do this? Um, okay, so, Yam, um, you know, I think let, let's put relationship with ourselves aside for now and talk about, you know, how to how to form good, healthy, functioning relationships with the people around us. Um, you know, let's focus on that. I think that um, the the main thing, the most, most, most fundamental thing is to always try and See the world from the other person's perspective. You know, try and um, try and get inside the other person's world and understand where they're coming from and what's going on for them. You know, the moment that we kind of come out of our own heads and out of our own experience and focusing very much on what's going on for us and start focusing on the other person. Um, and trying to understand them, that brings people closer and makes people feel more understood and, and sort of kinder towards us and us kinder towards them. That's actually such a good point. I think it's it's so important to recognize that there's always two sides to a story, you know. It's not people often get so caught up in their side, they don't even look for a second, they don't even think for a second at the other side. They're just constantly on defense mode and I think that's where a lot of relationship problems form is because like both sides are kind of a wall both sides are defending themselves and there's no one trying to really understand the other side so I think if both sides come together to try to understand each other that's when change forms and that's when you actually you know form that healthy relationship absolutely I'm, I'm, so, I'm so excited that you said that about 
defensiveness because, yeah. you know, um, I absolutely um, really enjoy the work of a guy called John Gottman, who's he's like the guru of what makes relationships work and what ruins relationships. Um, he's done a ton of research into it, and um, he's come up with four things that he says ruin, they kind of the four great predictors of divorce or of relationships falling apart. Um, That's super interesting. What are they? One of them is defensiveness, actually. That's why, you know, you made me think of it. Yeah, um, yeah, I would assume. I mean, it's, it's, it's the worst. <laughs> right, exactly. So, so th- there's criticism, which is, you know, when you're constantly telling the other person what's wrong with them. Mm-hmm. Right, and then the uh, the sort of other side of that is defensiveness, where you right. keep saying it wasn't me, it's not me, I didn't do it, you made me do it, you mm-hmm. know, all these kind of things. But the number one predictor, the absolute worst thing you can do is have contempt for another person. In other words, talk to them sarcastically, eye rolling, um, you know, oh wow, you are decided to arrive right because that just that creates a lot of frustration and then there's really no one to talk to (laughs) right exactly so all of those things are about you know if you ask yourself one fundamental question before you say anything in a relationship if you say to yourself how would I feel if somebody said this to me if you just stopped and asked yourself that question I, I guarantee all the relationships in the world would be, you know, much, much better and much healthier. Yeah, for sure. I think, yeah, I think there's a lot of self-work that we all need to do, you know, and, and just be more self-aware in right. order to kind of, you know, form these healthy relationships. Thank you, Lisa. Absolutely. That was really, really good insight. Um, so one more question for you. If yes. there's something you would tell your 15-year-old self that would have helped you today with having healthy relationships with the other people around you, what would it be? Oh, um, I, I would tell myself two things. The first is don't get into a relationship with someone expecting to change them into who you want them to be. Get yeah, into a relationship huge. with someone that you want to be in a relationship with. Um, you can't change another person. They can change. I totally, 100% believe people can change, but not because I want to change. Exactly. Because they want to change. Mm -hmm. So that's number one. And number two, I think I would say, um, you know, that you've got to like yourself when when you're with someone. So the person you choose to be with needs to be someone who you feel your best self around, who brings out the best parts of you. Because we're always, always asking, what's the other person like? Are they good-looking enough? Are they bright enough? Are they educated? Are they, you know, do they mm-hmm. have money? Whatever. You know, we have this laundry list of what we're looking for in a person. But we never ask ourselves, you know, well, how do I feel about myself when I'm with this person? Wow, really? yeah, that's so important. It really, really is. So that's, those are the two main pieces of advice for that 15-year-old. Well, thank you so much, Lisa. That was really, really insightful. And thank you for sharing Absolutely. your um, uh, outlook with day. us. Okay. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Wow, that was really good insight. I loved that. So... 
Today's fun fact of the day is seven proven health benefits for having healthy relationships. So here they are. We live longer. Studies show that those engaged in positive relationships live longer. We heal quicker. We have lower blood pressure. We boost our immune systems. And we're more physically fit. We enjoy good heart health. And we feel less pain. So guys, work on your relationships. Be compassionate. Be understanding. See the other side of what someone else is thinking. And be around people who you like what they bring out of you. As Lisa said, that was a really important point. Make sure to surround yourself with people that bring out the best in you, that make you feel like your best self. And to sum this up, guys, form healthy relationships, set your boundaries, and make sure you're surrounding yourself with an environment that's really healthy for you and ensure that you're also creating a healthy environment for those around you so that we can all be happier better people that are there to support and love each other and make everyone's lives better. So today's fix of the day is to set boundaries with others in a loving way and be kind to one another and create a healthy environment as much as you can wherever you are and follow through with the promises you make to yourself. So for example, today I promise myself I'm not hitting the snooze button. I'm hopping right out of bed with my alarm and right when it rings and I'm doing that and I need to do that because I need to be productive today and I want to enjoy my day to the fullest and I kept that promise to myself I didn't let myself down and that's how I slowly built a healthy relationship with myself so that's what you have to do to begin to trust yourself and achieve whatever actions you set your mind to and guys you can do this too thank you so much for tuning into today's episode of the power of mind podcast on audioversity a big thank you to our guest speaker psychologist lisa ohayun for her insightful advice and i am yam cohen here have an amazing rest of your day and hope you join us next time for another way of how we can use the power of our minds thank you the power of mind your guide to motivation lifestyle and mindfulness with Yam Cohen. All our shows and podcasts available online on our website and on all podcast platforms. Search Audioversity 